0: Sunshines and welcome to What You Read a bookish podcast where every other week I share what I've been reading, interview authors and further my never-ending quest to discover more queer own voices in the media. I'm Mallory, also known as Mallory of Sunshine around the interwebs, and join me today as I finally, halfway through the year, I know, I know, share my most anticipated queer reads for 2021. It's the perfect time to share it in June, right? It's Pride Month. Okay, so for those of you who are new to this thing that I do, usually in January or toward the beginning of the year, I share a list of my most anticipated queer reads for the year this will be the fifth year in a row that i've done this and you know we're just in one of those better late than never kind of years 2020 has bled into 2021 in ways i don't think any of us expected and so here we are but i'm really excited because it is pride month and i think this is the perfect time to throw it up so there will be books on this list it's kind of 50 50 books that have already come out that i'm anticipating because i haven't read them and then books that are still yet to come out for the rest of the year so To give you a little bit of understanding of the scope of this video or this project that I do every year, there is usually a podcast or video component. Then there's always a blog post that I, or at least in the past few years, there's been a blog post that companions it with lots of clickable links. And there's a Goodreads shelf that you can follow and easily add the books to your TBR. I usually post a carousel on my Instagram And I also usually do book birthday celebrations on my Instagram as well when the books come out. And so, if you are interested in any of those things, links to all of them will be down below. If you're not already following my What You're Reading account, definitely do. I post a lot of bookish news there. I celebrate. You know, the books that are coming out, I post teasers to podcast episodes, and I try to make it a really resourceful place, especially for hashtag own voices queer literature. So definitely go follow along if you're not already. And today I think we should probably just dive into the books because there are a lot of them. There are 22 books on this list, so we should honestly probably just get going. The only other thing that I wanted to share before we dive in is actually some stats. So I have some lenses that I like to look at the books I'm adding to this list through. The first one, of course, being if the book is hashtag own voices. So for those of you who have been around for a little while, you're probably familiar with this concept. But essentially, an own voices book is a book that is written by the minority that the book is about. So if like the main character is Asian and the author is Asian, that would be a hashtag own voices book. I just think that minorities need to be the ones who are lifted up talking about their own experiences. Authors who are not in those minorities, they might be able to write about experiences from their own perspective or from like an ally perspective, but it's so much more important and so much more powerful, I think, to lift up the voices of the minorities that are actually represented in the media so that's why own voices is the first thing that I try to look for in these books and out of the 22 13 of these books are own voices books so that's about 59 percent of the list I wish the number were a little bit higher but you know Every year I think that number gets a little bit larger and that really excites me to see that that's happening, that, you know, queer authors and own voices authors are really starting to get represented in kind of the mainstream media. The second lens I looked at these books through this year was I was looking for authors who were Black, Indigenous, and people of color, or BIPOC as the shorthand of that phrase goes, and for this list, eight of these books are for sure. That's about 36%, again, a number that I will work really hard to increase in the coming years and I also am trying to read more diversely in general, but for this list, that's the number for that. And then another thing that I'm really eager to read more about is the trans experience. Just I want to know more. I want to f- learn how I could be a better ally, a better support of the trans experience and understand and you know just be a better ally. And so there are two books that are on this list that represent the trans experience, which is about 9%. Again, a low number. I do have many books that I actually haven't read from last year which have trans representation, and so I will be reading those this year, I hope. But they obviously came out last year and were anticipated for last year, so they don't count towards this number. And then I love nonfiction. I think as I get older... Maybe it's not even that, but I'm really interested in essays, short stories, and poetry collections specifically. or for that category of books, there are six of these books that are nonfiction books, and that's about twenty seven percent of the list is nonfiction. Those are just some fun stats. Like I said, I share all of these things on the blog. I share these things in the Instagram posts that I put out. and, Honestly, there's a lot of books, so I think we should probably just dive in. And thank you in advance for watching. So let's dive into the books. First up is, and I'm going to be looking at my screen because, like I said, I've got my computer here trying to keep myself on track. So the first book is Everybody Else is Perfect, How I Survived Hypocrisy, Beauty, Clicks, and Likes by Gabrielle Korn. This book is hashtag voices. And it's going to be published by uh Tria Books, which is a Simon & Schuster imprint. The release date was the 5th of January, 2021. And the genre is nonfiction. This is a collection of essays. So Korn is actually the former editor-in-chief of Nylon Magazine, which is like super cool in and of itself. But mostly I was drawn to this collection because of the title and also because I'm super hungry to read more non-fiction life experiences by intelligent incredible badass women. These essays run the gamut from body insecurities to dating as a lesbian in New York to Me Too and even Fashion Week. A blurb I read when I was looking at books for this list said that it is for quote fans of Roxane Gay and I was sold. Book number two is called Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. This book is hashtag own voices. It is also trans representation and it has been published by One World, which I believe is a Penguin Random House imprint. There's so many imprints in the world. The release date was the 12th of January of 2021 and the genre is fiction, adult, and it's a contemporary book. So I think the main reason that I'm excited about this book is that it is actually one of the first books written by a trans woman to be issued or printed by one of the big five publishing houses. I'm going to read you part of the blurb because this is part of what drew me in. The blurb reads, quote, a whip-smart debut about three women, transgender and cisgender, whose lives collide after an unexpected pregnancy forces them to confront their deepest desires around gender, motherhood, and sex. And I'm really looking forward to reading it. Book number three is Milk Fed by Melissa Broder. It's published by Scribner, which is a Simon & Schuster imprint, and it was published on the 2nd of February in 2021. This book is fiction, it's adult, and contemporary. This book was like super mainstream. Everyone was reading it for a little while there, and... I tend to stay away from books like that a lot of times. I don't know why. It's just a thing that I do. I just, I don't know. I have an aversion to things that are too popular in the pop culture, I guess. But um, I also am a person who tends to purchase books based on their covers. And this book's cover is eye-catching, to say the very least. This book follows a 24-year-old woman who goes on a self-decided 90-day communication detox with her mother at the recommendation of her therapist. Sounds like their relationship isn't so great. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that her mother raised her on calorie counting, and so she has a pretty unhealthy relationship with food and also her body image. The Goodreads blurb says that the author, quote, tells a tale of appetites, physical hunger, sexual desire, spiritual longing, and the ways that we as humans can compartmentalize these so often interdependent instincts. So I really want to read that, basically, is the moral of the story. Book number four is Kink Stories. It's edited by Garth Greenwell and R.O. Quan. It is Own Voices and BIPOC. It was published by Simon Schuster on the 9th of February of 2021. And this book is nonfiction. It's a collection of short stories. Poems, short stories, essays, these are the types of nonfiction books that I'm really drawn to. I have read my fair share of memoirs and autobiographies or biographies, but I tend to be really drawn toward poetry and essays and short stories as well. Maybe I'm becoming an old with loving those types of genres, but basically this is a collection of short stories contributed to by lots of authors. Sadly, I can only say that I recognized Roxanne Gay's name in this list, but hopefully after this I'll have some new authors that are exciting and I'm, you know, eager to read more of. The short stories in this collection explore topics within bondage, love, BDSM, desire, and basically all manners of sexual kinks. So 2020 was a big year for me. I feel like I took a lot of steps in breaking down stigmas or taboos around talking about sex and desire within my personal relationships. And so 2021 is a year I'm really trying to just say like, fork it and throw that out the window and just like talk about sex and desire and all of these things that we as humans experience and want more publicly like on my platform here. And yeah, because sex is great. And if we like it and we enjoy it, then we should talk about it and experience it, right? That's just my two cents. So I'm excited to read this one for sure. Book number five is called Follow Your Arrow by Jessica Verity. It is own voices and it's bisexual representation. It was published by Scholastic Press on the 2nd of March of 2021 and it is a young adult fiction contemporary. This is just one of those ones that I put on the list because whenever summer comes around, I'm just super down for a cheesy summer feel-good rom-com and I think that that's what this book is. Hmm, Question mark. We follow Cece who is a social media influencer with oodles of followers. She has a picture-perfect life and a hashtag relationship goals girlfriend. Then the girlfriend breaks up with her and she starts to question everything. Heartbreak ensues and shortly after the breakup and, you know, I'm sure a spiral of some kind, Cece ends up meeting a boy who basically makes her come to face-to-face with her public versus her private life and also her bias Okay, here's another one I'm super duper excited about, it's already out. It's called Black Girl Call Home by Jasmine Manns. It's own voices and BIPOC. It was published by Berkeley, which is a Viking slash penguin imprint. Like I said, so many imprints on the 9th of March of 2021. And it is nonfiction and it's poetry. Okay, so Jasmine Manns is a poet, an academic, and a creative. She is described as being, quote, a pressure point necessary for hip hop, the black arts, and the generation of young scholars. In no small thanks this is due to her viral poems that have focused on celebrity, black culture, and current events, kind of making their way around the internet. And as I was learning/writing and discovering this piece and her as a person, I came across this piece titled Footnotes for Kanye and basically after even just reading a few paragraphs of that I'm super into her writing style and I can't wait to read more so Black Girl Call Home is a collection about race feminism and queer identity and kind of the intersectionality of all of those pieces as you know experienced through Jasmine Mann's own life and I can't wait to read it I'm so excited. Book number seven on the list is called Between Perfect and Real by Ray Stovey. It is Own Voices and Trans Representation. It was published by Harry N. Abrams, Abrams Books on the 27th of April, 2021, and it is Fiction YA in the contemporary genre. This book had to be on my list because even though it's come a while ago. I am so overdue to read one of Ray Stovey's books. I've actually been on a panel with them. Um, I think that was at Geek Girl Con maybe two years ago now and it was you know the power of joy in Queer media and I'm I've been meaning to read one of their books ever since. So basically this book follows a guy called Dean Foster and he knows he's a trans guy, but everybody at his school believes that he's a lesbian. It's through the power of theater, we love, that he discovers he wants to be seen for who he truly is now instead of waiting until college or something like that. So this one seems like another great coming-of-age story perfect for the summer months. Another thing that I thought I should mention is that Ray Stovey is actually the creator of the YA slash MG trans and non-binary voices master list I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes and also in the blog post but this is a database that actually tracks books in those age categories written by trans authors about trans characters so you know hashtag own voices and it's such an incredible resource for readers of all ages uh, especially like I said people seeking out own voices work so I'll make sure that's linked because it is really really awesome book number eight is Is a book I've already waxed poetic about on my Instagram channel at least, and that is The Secret to Superhuman Strength by Alison Bechtel. This book is Own Voices. It was published by Mariner Books on the 4th of May 2021, and it is nonfiction because it's a graphic memoir. Alison Bechtel wrote her first book in nine years, and I was thrilled, like elated to be sent it uh, to talk about, and I actually just did a giveaway of a second copy of the book, thanks to the publisher. Essentially, this new memoir of hers chronicles her exercise and existential journey through life. I have talked about this book a lot on my Instagram, so if you want to read more of my thoughts, go there. I'm partway through it, and hopefully I'll do a review of it once I finish. But those of you who know Bechtel's work know that she is incredibly and darkly funny. She is relatable. It just makes turning the pages really easy. She's probably best known for her graphic memoir, Fun Home, which was turned into a Broadway musical that went on to win Tony's. It's fantastic. I had the super duper pleasure of seeing it when it came through town a few years back, and I would highly recommend anybody go see it. Another fun fact about Allison Bechtel is that the Bechtel test is actually she's the Bechtel in the Bechtel test. The Bechtel test, for those of you who don't know, is basically a piece of pop culture media passes the Bechtel test if two women, while having a conversation can have that conversation without talking about men. And it actually comes from her graphic novel or comic strip. I mean, um, dykes to watch out for. So just a little fun fact. I think I need some water. Do we need water? Yeah, we need water. I'm having a really good hair day. Really good hair day. Okay, that was book number eight. So we just have, you know, a few more to go. Um, Okay, book number nine is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. This book is Own Voices. It was published by St. Martin Griffins, which is a Macmillan imprint on the 1st of June of 2021. The genre is fiction and I think it's new adult because that's what red, white, and royal blue is. It's also contemporary. As you know, I was literally obsessed with red, white, and royal blue. When it came out, I devoured it instantly. And I've actually had one last stop on my phone. I've been listening to it for a little while because Libro FM put it on their influencer list and I've been listening to it, but I'm having a little bit of a hard time getting into it. I don't think it's the book. I think it's me. I might have an easier time if I were reading it physically, although the narrator is doing a great job. My mind just keeps wandering. But basically, the book follows a girl who is 23 years old. Um, Her name is August, and she's a subscriber to the cynicism that love doesn't exist. Hashtag relatable, am I right? Uh, So she ends up meeting this gorgeous girl named Jane on the train, Jane on the train. Nothing about Jane is average and she comes to discover that Jane is actually displaced in time, literally from the 1970s. Anyway, hopefully by the time that this blog post is posted, I have finished it. I just need to do some work that lets me do an audiobook and kind of focus in on something, but I'm very excited to continue reading this book and get back to you about my thoughts. Book number 10 on my list is Hola Papi, How to Come Out in a Walmart Parking Lot and Other Life Lessons by John Paul Brammer. It's own voices, it's BIPOC, and it was published by Simon & Schuster on the 8th of June 2021. All right, so we're getting a little more current. We're almost to the like current day, have been released, and then we'll be you know finally almost into the soon to be released this book is nonfiction. it's a collection of essays and I didn't realize this I've never heard of this column before but Brammer has actually been a popular LGBTQ advice columnist for some time and like I said I've not read any of his work before now but with a title like this one I just couldn't ignore it obviously. So this book is actually named after what started as a racialized moniker given to him on the hookup app grinder. Hola Poppy is the moniker. Brammer basically shares his stories of growing up while biracial in... The Closet in America's Heartland. He's coming at us with difficult questions to answer, such as, how do I let go of the past? How do I become the person I want to be? Is there such a thing as being too gay? Should I hook up with my grade school bully now that he's out of the closet? So I just felt like this one was surely not one to be missed. Next is another book I don't know how I had no idea was coming out. I'm so psyched about it. It's called The Queer Bible, and it's edited by Jack Guinness, This book is hashtag ownvoices, it's BIPOC representation, and it, it it was published by Day Street Books, which is a HarperCollins imprint, on the 15th of June 2021. This book is also nonfiction and also a collection of essays. The, like, tagline of the book is Queer Heroes Write About Theirs what more do i need to know than that literally nothing singer songwriter elton john writes on divine comedian Mae martin writes on tim curry and many others write on timeless queer icons such as susan sontag david bowie sylvester rupaul and george michael and they are essays paired with illustrations it sounds like it's freaking beautiful to look at as well as to experience And I honestly can't wait to read every single one of these essays. Even Tan France wrote one. We're doing all right so far. I've got 30 minutes on the clock, and we're on book 12. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, book number 12 is called The Essential June Jordan. It's by June Jordan, but it's edited by Christopher Keller, Jan Heller-Levi, and Jericho Brown. June Jordan passed away not too long ago. And it's own voices, it's BIPOC, it is going to be published. Actually, at the time that this will go up, it probably will have already been published. On the 24th of June, 2021, the genre is nonfiction again, and this is a collection of poems. June Jordan was a Caribbean American poet and activist, and I didn't know her name before sitting down to source this list, actually. She wrote poetry about activism, but her activism in a lot of ways was poetry. She chronicled the living, breathing history of the struggles that defined the U.S. in the latter half of the century. And that sounds extremely relevant to today's climate. It's been said that Jordan, quote, believed that genuine up from the bottom revolution must include art, laughter, sensual pleasure, and the widest possible human referentiality. And I love that so much. Book number 13 is called Six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim. It is BIPOC, and it will be published by Knopf, which is a Penguin Random House imprint on the 6th of July of 2021. This book is fiction, YA, and it's a fantasy slash mythology. This is a series. I really don't need to begin a series because we all know how I do with series. serieses. Not super well, but this one sounds so good, y'all. Seriously, this story centers on a girl called Shori. She's the only princess of Kaita. She has forbidden magic in her. We love magic. Am I right? She loses control of her magic on the day of her betrothal ceremony, and her stepmother also has magic, dark magic, of course. She banishes her and turns her brothers into cranes, threatening her that if she even says a single word about the curse or anything that happened, that for every word she says, one of her brothers will die. So there's conspiracy, betrayal, trust, embracing powers... We love. It sounds really good. Book number 14 is The Forest of Vanishing Stars by Kristen Harmel and it will be published by Gallery Books which is a Simon & Schuster imprint on the 6th of July 2021. It is fiction, adult and historical. I don't know who I would be if I didn't include at least one World War II historical novel on my list. I wouldn't be me, that's for sure. That's what this book is. (laughs) This book was inspired by the incredible true stories of survival against all odds. It's about a young woman who uses her knowledge of the wilderness to help Jewish refugees escape the Nazis until a secret from her past threatens everything. Basically, sign me up. Book number 15 is Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune. It is hashtag ownvoices. It will be published by Tor Books, which is a Macmillan imprint, on the 21st of September of 2021. This one is a fiction book. I'm not sure if it's YA or adult, but it is fantasy slash paranormal. And this one just sounds so fun. It's described as quirky and charming so obviously I'm interested. This is a book about a ghost who refuses to cross over to the next life and the ferryman he falls in love with. Where does that even come from? I don't even know where that comes from, but it sounds like a perfect autumnal read and I'm really excited to read it in September. Book number 16 is Iron Widow by Kirian J. Zhao. And it is own voices, BIPOC, and actually has poly representation, I came to find out this morning as I was double-checking my list. It's published or will be published by Penguin Teen on the 21st of September of 2021, and it is a YA fiction book. It sounds like this book has it all. First of all, it's set in a sci-fi universe with characters who are vaguely inspired and based on characters throughout Chinese history. One reviewer on Goodreads said, quote, This is the feminist agenda actually end quote so like I said upon further investigation this book might have polyamorous themes it sounds like which I'm really excited about it's a sci-fi feminist sci-fi genre is a genre like I think I can make an exception for not reading a lot of sci-fi books for a feminist sci-fi the basis of this book is basically that the boys grow up you know dreaming about picking a girl to Um, pilot these chrysalises that they are which they're essentially transforming robots that battle the mecha aliens that live outside the Great Wall and all of the girls are the ones who pilot them and most of them die because of the mental strain but our main character does not die and yeah basically just even reading about this and writing this little blurb got me super excited to read this book because Who doesn't want to have like a badass girl who's literally piloting mecha robots to fight alien mecha robots? That sounds epic. Book number 17 is so highly anticipated I don't even know how to explain to you how highly anticipated this book is for me. And that is Aristotle and Dante Dive Into the Waters of the World by Benjamin Alire Sinez. This book is Own Voices. It's BIPOC. As you know, Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe was my favorite read of whatever year that book came out. It was incredible. It's stayed with me. It's moved me in so many ways. I actually need to reread it. This book will be published by Simon & Schuster for Young Readers on the 12th of October of 2021 and it is Fiction YA Contemporary. His first book in this series blew me away. It pulled on my heartstrings. It embedded itself inside of me and we've been waiting for this book, this sequel, for so, so, so long, and it is finally here. Following our beloved Ari and Dante as they navigate staying in love, building a relationship, and kind of forging a path forward into a world that doesn't understand them. This is the next installment of their relationship and I'm just completely ready to be enveloped once again. Book number 18 is A Spindle Splintered by Alex E. Harrow. It is going to be published by Tor.com so I'm not sure if Tor rebranded to Tor.com but maybe they did and uh, it's a Macmillan imprint either way. The anticipated release date is the 5th of October of 2021 and the genre is fiction YA Slash adult, maybe question mark. And it's a fairy tale retelling. A sleeping beauty fairy tale retelling. Basically, this girl has a rare condition that means she won't live past 21. And her best friend wants to make her last birthday the best one. So for some reason, it's sleeping beauty themed. Yeah, down to the spindle of the spinning wheel. And so basically, when she pricks her finger, instead of falling asleep, she finds herself falling through worlds with another Sleeping Beauty. It's been described as, quote, a vivid, subversive, and feminist reimagining of Sleeping Beauty where implacable destiny is no match for courage, sisterhood, stubbornness, and a good working knowledge of fairy tales. That was quoted by Catherine Arden. I'm here for feminist retellings of fairy tales. That's all I've got to say about that. Book number 19 is called Grave Reservations by Sherry Priest. It will be published by Atria Books, which is a Simon & Schuster imprint on the 26th of October of 2021. The genre is fiction. It's fantasy thriller slash mystery, and I think it's adult. This one is short and sweet why I want to read it. Basically, there's a psychic travel agent and a Seattle PD detective who team up to solve... A murder. Hello, Seattle. I love seeing people write about the place that I am from and know to see honestly what they get right and what they get wrong and how they trope the place, don't we all? But yeah, they both, the PD and the travel agent, have cases that are haunting them from their past. And so this unlikely duo. Forms uh, a partnership to kind of solve those cases once and for all. So it's totally out of my wheelhouse, not something I would normally pick up, but I'm still really excited to read it. Last two books, we can do this. Book number 20 is called Paybacks a Witch by Lana Harper. It will be published by Berkeley, which is a penguin imprint, on the 5th of October, 2021. This book is fiction and it is an adult fiction, from what I can understand. Um, October is absolutely the perfect time to be reading a witchy book, so you know, count me in for that. And essentially, this book follows a girl named Emmy, who is a not very good witch. She's been on a self imposed exile for years, but a spell casting tournament and a lot of familial guilt bring her home to fulfill her family duty. I know I keep mentioning the blurbs I'm reading on things, but this one's just too good not to share. The book is described as, quote, chilling adventures of Sabrina meets the L word in this fresh, sizzling rom-com, end quote. I love Sabrina. I enjoyed the L word when I was watching it. So let's do this. Oh, I lied. There are 22 books on this list. Book number 21 on this list is called Noor, and it's by Netty Okarafor. It's BIPOC, and it will be published by Daw Books, which is a Penguin imprint on the 9th of November of 2021. The genre is fiction, it's adult, it's sci-fi. Another sci-fi book, I know, who am I? I think this is the third book, maybe, on the list that's sci-fi, so I'm shocked. The thing is, though, that this one looks just absolutely too good to pass up or look over. It's set in near-future Nigeria and focuses on the main character and woolly Okudili, or Ao, as she prefers to be called, um, a car accident leaves her crippled and basically means that she needs to get a bunch of body augmentations and, like, you know, surgeries, etc. And she's just working really hard to embrace who she is, but I guess one day she goes to her local market and everything goes wrong the blurb mentions that she goes on the run and meets a herdsman named dna and they race together across the deserts of northern nigeria and the world is watching because everything is live streamed so i don't know much more about the book than that the cover is stunning and i think that's kind of all i need to know book number 22 on this list is called smile and look pretty by amanda pellegrino It will be published by Park Row, which is a Harlequin imprint on the 28th of December 2021, and it is a fiction adult contemporary novel. This book sounds like it has big, like, the bold type female friendship vibes going on, which I am here for. The bold type girls obviously have a very non-toxic, supportive, wonderful work environment, and the girls in Smile and Look Pretty... It sounds like have really terrible, really toxic work environments. So, you know, stark difference there. But the female friendship vibes, I think, kind of might relate. We'll have to wait and find out. But yeah, the girls in Smile and Look Pretty, actually there are four of them, and they start an anonymous blog to kind of chronicle and document their terrible experiences with their male bosses and uh, the powerful male bosses that they work for. And in doing so, the blog unwittingly starts a movement where hundreds of women start to come forward and tell their stories as well so it's celebrated as quote a fast-paced millennial rallying cry about the consequences of whistleblowing for an entire generation and I'm so excited to read a book about women who are changing the world coming by coming together through friendship sign me up for that you know what I'm saying so that's the list of all the books I'm looking forward to that have you know, already come out. I'm still looking forward to them because I haven't read them yet, and then the ones that have yet to come out. I'm really curious, are any of these books on your list of anticipated books coming out this year or books that you want to get your hands on? I put together this list every year because I find it really helpful for myself, but I always tend to get really good feedback when I post these videos and these podcasts that these you know lists are helpful in some way to you as well so I hope that that's true and I hope that maybe you heard of a book you hadn't heard of before something to look forward to if you've read any of these books please let me know in the comments on my Instagram or on this YouTube video or wherever you feel like it (laughs) I think my battery is about to die so I'm gonna run away but thank you so much for listening and watching and reading and however it is that you are, you know, experiencing this list. I wanted to leave you with a quote because... The book that I'm actually currently reading, I always like to end with the book that I'm currently reading, is The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green. I'm about mm, a little more than halfway through. I'm devouring these essays. This is nonfiction. It's essays. And I have a list on my phone of all of the quotes that are standing out to me. I don't know what it is about John and Hank Green, but they've been a part of my life obviously not in my life, I don't know them personally, but they've been a part of my life for as long as I can remember, at least as long as I've been doing this internet thing. Okay, my battery died, so we're back. Yeah, so like I was saying, John and Hank Green have been in my life for like basically as long as I've been doing this internet thing, and it's so funny because I feel like they always, I don't know, I always stumble across something that one of them says or does or is doing or I don't know at like just the right time for a phase of life that I might be in and their words are always so comforting and they feel wise and you know just hopeful I think especially John both of them but they just feel hopeful and so this this quote I don't know I don't remember what essay it comes from um, but it stuck out to me I wanted to leave it with you as sort of my hope for you and your life um, specifically as we are here in pride month right now to you know all of my fellow members of the queer community I just wanted to leave you with this thought and that is quote you can't see the future coming not the terrors for sure but you also can't see the wonders that are coming the moments of light soaked joy that await each of us John Green the Anthropocene reviewed and That felt important to say because, you know, I think, you know, there are a lot of bad things that happen. There are a lot of horrible things that happen in the world, but somehow hope and joy prevail and those are the parts of the human experience that I want to focus on. I want to find the ways that we are more like each other than we are different and the ways that we can love and support each other instead of tearing each other down or, you know, acting in fear. And so I I would just encourage you, especially sitting here in Pride Month, to just find ways to find the joy, whatever that looks like for you. Um, you know, life is hard. Life is daily. Life is full of pain and heartbreak and sadness. But at the end of the day, I really do genuinely believe that it's full of more goodness and light and hope and love than any of us could ever imagine. And I just really hope that we can all remember that and stay focused on that and help each other find that when, you know, we're losing our way or feeling hopeless or helpless or sad or overwhelmed. So that's the list. That's the video. I hope you all enjoyed. Again, like I said, I hope it was helpful. And from this little pansexual rainbow unicorn to all of you, Happy Pride and I'll talk to you again next time. Bye. That's a wrap, baby.